Welcome back to Imperfectly Perfect Live. I'm Trini Sharp. I am your host for this evening. As always, it's a pleasure to be before you guys. I'm so elated to um, have the opportunity to have this platform to bring forth encouragement, to bring forth enlightenment, to bring forth the word of God, and just um, to talk about different topics that uh, many would not want to embrace, but um, it's the reality of the matter. And I thank God that he um, has chosen me for this platform to talk about topics that, you know, people are afraid to address. Um, so we're going to be continuing tonight our unqualified series, our unqualified, unqualified series. Um, we started it about three weeks ago and last week, um, God interrupted that, uh, plan, which is perfectly fine with me. Um, he interrupted that plan and he had for us to do prayer for humanity, prayer for humanity. And I had my little brother, um, my only brother, <laughs> um, John Sharp Jr. He came on last week and he helped um, me bring forth a prayer and it was powerful. It was powerful. And um, God was just moving mightily through him, moving mightily through the both of us and different people. Hi, hi to my sisters, uh, Kita and Kat. Um, God was moving mightily uh, last week. And I'm telling you, if you missed last week's podcast, whether you were watching live or you were listening or listening on the different platforms, Please go back and watch that live because regardless of whether or not the prayer was, you know, last week, it still is relative for, um, for every day, you know, whether, you know, you want to go back to it and say, okay, I remember certain things that was being brought forth because, you know, God was using, um, him mightily and just, you know, prophetically in different things that, um, was said last week. So please go back and watch that podcast or go on the different platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, um, whichever is your favorite podcast platform, you can go back and listen to it. It is available and ready for you to listen to. Um, so yes, uh, we started the Unqualified series uh, three weeks ago. And um, I just want to do um, a review and then continue on with the Unqualified series. Um, and then, yeah, I'm excited about what God has to say this evening. So I hope that you are prepared and that you are ready. So I'm going to say a word of prayer. I'm going to get right into tonight's podcast for this evening. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you, Father. I thank you, God, for your presence. Thank you, Father, God, for being here in this place, God. Thank you, Father, God, for just, God, saturating this place, God, with your presence. Thank you, Father, God, for just allowing this pl platform, God, to be in existence, God. I thank you, Father, God, and I thank you, God, for choosing me, God, for such this, such a time as this, Father, God, and for choosing me, God, to speak, God, on this platform, God. I count it a privilege and an honor, God, that you choose to use me, Father, God, to speak life, God, into your people, God, to bring forth encouragement, to bring forth empowerment, that Father God. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, God, that you will move mightily, God, throughout this podcast. Holy Spirit, have your way, God. Whatever it is that you want to do, God. Whatever it is that you want to do, Father God, you know what your people need. You know what your people need tonight, Father God. So even God, despite of me having, God, a script, in spite of me having notes, God, here, God, prepared for tonight. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that however you choose to move, Father, I make room, God. I make room, God, for you, God, to take control. 
God, I give you glory. I give you honor and praise. And I thank you, God, for every person God is watching, every person that is listening, Father God. Penetrate their hearts, Father, to receive, God, your word, to receive, God, your instruction, to receive your love in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I come against every distraction. I come against every demonic force that may try to manifest itself, Father God. May you flow heavily, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. God, you be glorified. You be magnified. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Hi, Mama T. Thank you for watching. I think I, think I see Kiera watching as well. And for the, all of those that are listening. Um, again, we're uh, continuing tonight the Unqualified series. The Unqualified series, which has been a blessing so far. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the topic of war between flesh and spirit. War between flesh and spirit. And just to give you um, just a review a breakdown of um, unqualified. Unqualified's meaning is not fit. Simply not fit. That means that if we are having a feeling or, um, yes, a feeling of being unqualified, that means we feel like that we don't fit in. But what we were learning in the past um, few times in the series is that if you feel like you're unqualified or if it looks like you're unqualified in the natural then that's good because all of us on paper are quote-unquote unqualified for the task and in the natural we went over some qualities of what um what um qualifies us in the natural but the perfect thing is in the spirit realm there is nothing that can unqualify us unqualify us in the spirit there's nothing not our imperfections, not our class, not the way we look, not the way we dress, nothing. Nothing can, not our, not our past, not our family history. Nothing can unqualify us in the spirit. Why? Because God is the one that qualifies us. God is the one that qualifies us. So in moments where we think that God, like, why would you choose me? Why would you choose me to write this book? Why would you choose me to teach these people? Why would you choose me to go to the grocery store and to be a light to um, the clerk or be a light to the, uh, the people that are shopping there? Why would you choose me? And we, and this is why God had me to start this series because in this day and age, this is a time for us to not be having not have the um the mindset of i'm unqualified because when you have a mindset of being unqualified that will hinder you from fulfilling god's purpose in your life that will hinder you because you were constantly questioned constant basically you will constantly question god when you doubt god and when you question whether why god is, is using you you're doubting him you're doubting him and we have to get in that mindset that even though we don't understand because we are not going to understand it in our human understanding but look at it more in a spiritual aspect and a supernatural aspect when we change our perspective then we see okay god i understand why i had to go through these things i understand why you allow certain things to happen in my life so that i can gain experience so that i can um so that i can have a testimony that can be beneficial to help other people because our testimony is not for ourselves. The things that we go through is just to teach us lessons, but it's to be beneficial, to be a blessing to other people. So yeah, it may have hurt, you know, that you may have to endure that breakup. Yeah, it may have hurt that you may have lost your job. Yeah, it may have hurt that you have had to have 
dealt with um, rejection or depression or abandonment. Yeah, at the moment, yeah, it may have sucked. I mean, let's just be real because we are human beings. So certain things that we may not have liked during that moment. As we grow, as we mature, as we, you know, endure some things. God begins to mature as God begins to cultivate the gifts inside of us. God begins to mold us. He begins to shape us. He begins to transform us. And then as sooner we as, as soon sooner or later down the road, we begin to realize that wow, I see why I had to go through that thing. Because you come across somebody that may uh may be going through the same thing that you once overcome, once overcame. And now you can enlighten them. Now you can share with them the wisdom that, that was beneficial to you to help you get to the place that you are now. So we have to get in the mindset of not feeling like we're unqualified. And if we are currently going through some things, go to God and say, Lord, what is it that you're teaching me in this moment? God, why are you allowing me to, to this to happen? And so also... This is another side. This is a sidebar. It's not so much to think that, oh, okay. Because everything, you know, everything that we go through, some things that we go through is because we personally have brought it on ourselves. Why? Because we were disobedient to God's will, which we're going to be talking about um, tonight. I'm doing a little review. But some things happen in our lives because we are disobedient to God's will. And then we, then we don't recognize that, oh, okay. We blame it on the enemy, but everything is not the enemy. God has given us specific instructions, but instead of us following our instructions, we question it, we overthink it, we analyze it, and we like we talk ourselves out of fulfilling God's will. We talk ourselves out of being obedient to God because we don't understand. Okay, God, where's the money from coming from? God, I don't understand why you put me in this position. I don't understand why I'm living in this neighborhood. I don't understand why I'm in this position. And we constantly question why God is using us in this matter. God, why God is using us in this platform. And God is saying it's not for you to understand. It's for you to be obedient. It's for you to be surrendered. It's for you to be, um, it's for you to listen. Why? Because God is the creator of all things. He knows what our future holds. He knows what tomorrow brings. So if God is telling us to do it. And if we know the voice of God, that's a whole nother subject, knowing the voice of God, because there are three sources, as my pastor Tracy has taught me, taught me and many others, is that there are three sources, God, ourselves, and the enemy, demonic forces. And we have to be able to understand and be able to decipher if it's coming from God or if it's coming from ourselves or if it's coming from the enemy. And so knowing the voice of God, knowing what God is leading us to do. And if we know that is God, follow him. Because when we are disobedient, that's telling God that we, tr that we don't trust him. That's telling God that we doubt him. So we have to be, we have to be um, obedient to God. And also we talked about a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the story of Jacob. Jacob versus Israel. And Jacob was like, Comparing it to like our past life, comparing it to the insecurities that we that we have dealt with. And and I'm not going to sit up here and act like, you know, those insecurities are going to go away. But 
when we trust God and when we depend on God and when we surrender our will unto God, he will help us along the way. So those things that you may be insecure about the way you look, maybe insecure about the way you talk, you may be insecure the fact that you don't have an education, certain things that you may be insecure about. But when you trust God and you surrender him and you say, Lord God, I don't understand why you choosing me for this task or choosing me for this platform, but God, I trust you and it will build the confidence in you. So Jacob had a lack of confidence since birth. Jacob had a lack of confidence and he had to work out some things and he was constantly comparing himself to his twin brother. Constantly comparing himself to his twin brother would cause him to lie to get the birthright. But it wasn't a two, you know, he had two encounters and I'm not going to go into detail. Got to go back to that podcast. It is on all the platforms and you can watch the live as well. But, you know, he had to endure and, and learn some things um, in his life. And it came to a point that he remembered the word that he had got from God during an encounter during Jacob's ladder, the dream that he had. And then he fought for it because God was just like, you know what? He was fighting. He was tussling with God. He was tussling with God and God said, you know what? Because of your fight, because of your faith, because you don't want to let me go, because you remember what I promised you, because you remember what I promised you, I'm going to change your name because the J Jacob, he was willing to leave. He was willing to flee from his problems. But Israel, Israel said, you know what, God? No, you promised me. You promised me that my descendants was going to be blessed. You promised me that I was going to have fortune. You promised me that um, all of these things and all of this favor in my life. And God, I'm not going to let you go. But Jacob would have would have left. Because he was timid. He was afraid and he was not bold. But Israel was like, no, God, I'm not letting you go. And that's why God changed his name because he said, no. Jacob endured. Jacob was strong. Jacob was, I mean, Israel. Israel was a fighter. And that's why he changed his name. So please go back and watch that uh, podcast and listen. You can listen to it. It's available on the platforms as well. So we're going to continue tonight with, um, with the series, Unqualified Series. And tonight we're talking about obedience versus sacrifice. Obedience versus sacrifice. And... And I was asking God as I was studying um, throughout the day. And I was like, Lord, what does this have to do with um, being unqualified and having a feeling of unqualified? And that's what we're going to learn this evening. Um, first, starting off with uh, the definitions of what obedience and sacrifice mean. Obedience is the trait of being willing to obey. The trait of being willing to obey or the state or quality of being obedient. So if we want to know exactly what obedient means, it means submissive to the restraint or command of authority. Submissive to the restraint or command of authority. And I know a lot of us don't like the word submissive and those there might be some people that's watching that are married. So you know what it means to um, the word submission. When you marry somebody, you're submitting yourself to that person. You're submitting it. And what does submissive mean? It means you're surrendering to them. So when there might be things that you might not want to do, but because you are submitting to your spouse, because you are submitting to God, you do it out of love, out of the love that you have for them. And even submitting yourself to, to French friendship, to sisterhood, to brotherhood, you submit yourself to the person that you love because it shows, it shows your sacrifice. It shows your obedience. 
So submissive. So obedient again means submissive to the restraints or command of authority. And in this context, we're talking about being submissive to God. Talking about being submissive to God. What does sacrifice mean? It means destruction or surrender of something for the sake of something else. It means destruction or surrender of something for the sake of something else. And I was like, God, because, you know, a lot of us here, and I'm going to get into that scripture a little later. A lot about a lot of us here, um, the scripture obedience is better than sacrifice. And I was like, God, you know, a lot of times we quote scriptures and not understand the magnitude or understand the fullness of the scripture. And I was like, okay, what is, what is, why is obedience better than sacrifice? And I'm looking at the two and they're very similar. But as I go back into the definitions, obedience is more so, okay, you're willing. You're willing to give, you're willing to obey without something in return. But sacrifice, again, is surrendering something for the sake of something else. So if you sacrifice something, you're saying, okay, I'm sacrificing this relationship with an expectation that God is going to replace that person with his, his perfect will for my life. God, I'm sacrificing this job with the expectation that you are going to replace it with a better job. God, I'm sacrificing this car with an expectation that you're going to give me a different one that's going to be a betterment for me. But obedience is saying, God, I don't have an expectation of, of what's next. I don't have it, but I'm listening. I'm obeying your will. Why? Because I trust you. So whether or not you give me, um, give me a bigger salary, whether or not you give me something for this, God, I trust you and I'm going to surrender to you. Why? Because you said so. And not hesitating, not questioning it. Not saying, all right, God, you know, it's like, it's like thinking about it as being a little kid and <laughs> thinking about like, okay, excuse me, thinking about, um, you know, when you're a child and your parents gave you chores and, you know, they also, well, I didn't get an allowance, but that's a whole nother subject. Um, you know, a lot of some parents, they give their kids allowance for them completing their chores. And the thing is, it's like they're sacrificing their time. They're sacrificing, you know, going outside. They're sacrificing playing video games. They're sacrificing cert certain things just so they can get money, can get in a weekly allowance. So they're sacrificing something to receive something else. But obedience in my context is, my mama told me to wash them dishes. I got to wash those dishes. And I ain't getting nothing for it. And I'm not, you know, I'm not coming at either either one because, you know, everybody has a different way of parenting. But you see the difference is that some people, they may, they bless, they give their kids something, but that's a sacrifice. The opposite is I have to be obedient or else I'm going to reap the repercussions of it and don't ask me i mean every now and then i'll get something special 
Yes, Minister Eric. <laughs> Period. <laughs> yes. I mean, every now and then I would get, you know, blessed for it and get, you know, an, a, 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 you know, maybe a toy or present, you know, that I was not expecting. Oh, my God. Thank you for the revelation. And God is saying, you know, he wants to see if we're going to be obedient without the expectation, but because of our obedience, because of our obedience, he will in return in return out of suddenly out of nowhere he will bless us he will bless us and we did not even expect we didn't even expect his blessing we didn't even expect the um the favor on our life but he said you know what you're obedient to me you know what you said yes to me and because of your yes, and because you were not looking for nothing in return, I'm about to blow your socks off. I'm about to open up these doors that you were not even expecting to happen because you did it out of your heart, out of the, out of, you know, it showed your character. It showed where your heart was at. It showed that, you know, God, I'm willing to serve you. God, I'm willing to serve your people. God, I'm willing to be a blessing to other people without expecting something in return. God, I just want to be willing. I just want to be used by you. That's what God wants in this hour. Yes, God, honor sacrifice. But God, obedience is better than sacrifice because it's not expecting something else in return and god you said regardless of whatever if you decide to give into me or not i'm going to be i'm going to surrender myself to you why because i love you and because i love you i love your people and i'm willing to be used by you to be a blessing to your people that's what god wants this is why it's better than sacrifice obedience is better than sacrifice glory hallelujah hallelujah have your way holy spirit so sacrifice is what you're willing to give up for something else. You can sacrifice something for good or for evil. And I didn't write this here, but you can also be obedient to evil or you can be obedient to good. The children of Israel made sacrifices with gold and materialistic things, making idols to worship instead of God, which you're going to get into in a moment. The children of Israel didn't understand their purpose. If they understood their purpose, they would have understood that obedience is better than sacrifice. God honors sacrifice, but obedience shows him that I'll surrender without getting something in return. So if you don't get anything, and we're going to get into some examples in a moment, but if you don't get anything else from this podcast tonight, understand that both are necessary. And I'm not singing obedience. Mm, thank you, Holy Spirit. Obedience is not saying obedience. Singing that obedience is better than sacrifice. is not singing that, that you ne negate one over the other. It's just, it's just letting you, getting you the mindset. And the mindset of saying that, okay, there are going to be moments. There are going to be moments where you have to sacrifice. But then there are other moments where God is expecting you to be obedient and not have the will. Who, Holy Spirit, I'm getting ahead of myself because Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice. But if he was not obedient, if Jesus was not obedient to God's will, he would not, it would not opened up the door and gave room for him to sacrifice. And that's the thing. In order, my God, this is 
this is another reason why obedience is greater than sacrifice. In order for us to sacrifice for God, not for the enemy, not for men, in order for us to sacrifice for God, we have to first be obedient. In order for us to sacrifice for God, we have to first be obedient. How will we know what we need to sacrifice if we don't listen to God's instructions and in return be obedient to what he said to sacrifice it? I pray that you caught what I said. How will we know what to sacrifice if we don't first listen to God's instructions and be obedient to instructions in order to sacrifice? And I'm going to get into that. I'm getting ahead of myself because I've been studying this. And I'm just so amped to just get it all out. But just ponder on that as we, you know, break down some of these examples. So what we're going to get into is examples of obedience being better than sacrifice. Examples of obedience being better than sacrifice. First example we're going to get into is Saul as king, as the king of Israel. Saul is the king of Israel. And if you have your Bibles, which I pray you do, your Bible apps, um, which should be good because I'm going to be going to different versions this evening. Um, we're going to be going to 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 13 through 29. 1 Samuel verse chapter 15, excuse me. And if somebody could type that on there, that would be wonderful. Um, 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 13 through 29 in the Message Bible. Message Bible. So again, we are doing examples of how obedience is better than sacrifice. So in 1 Samuel 15, starting with verse 13, and follow me. I know it's long, but just follow it. The word is going to speak for itself for itself. It says, As Samuel came close, Saul, Saul is the prophet of God. No, Samuel, excuse, Samuel is the prophet of God. Saul was the king of Israel. As Samuel came close, Saul called out, God's blessings on you. I accomplished God's plan to the letter. And just to give you just a little background on what's happening, God gave specific instructions to Saul about how to sacrifice. What was he, what God wanted him to sacrifice in his time? And Sam, Saul, excuse me, Saul did not follow God's instructions. He did, he did certain things. He picked and choose, my God. Saul picked and choose what he wanted to follow. Saul picked and choose what he wanted to follow and then did some other things in his own will. So follow me. Again, in verse 13 through 29, it says, as Samuel came close, Saul called out, God's blessings on you. I accomplished God's plan to the letter. You see how uh, Saul playing games already? You know good well you was disobedient to God. And you talk about, I follow. He said, he said, I accomplished God's plan to the letter. Okay, let's continue. Samuel said, so what's this I'm hearing? This bleeding of sheep, this mooing of cattle. Only some Amalekite loot, said Saul. The soldiers saved back a few of the choice 
cattle and sheep to offer up and, sh and sacrifice to God. But everything else be destroyed under the holy ban. So pause right here. Saul decided to keep some of the cattle and the sheep. And then destroy the rest of them. But that was not the instructions. God said sacrifice it all. But he wanted to keep some of it for himself. Continuing on in verse 16. He said enough. Interrupted Samuel. Let me tell you what God told me last night. <laughs> Samuel's like, uh-uh, I'm not, I'm not playing these games. I know exactly what God told me, and I'm going to repeat it. Because you sitting here lying, and you know I'm a prophet of God. Saul knew Samuel was a prophet of God, and he heard the voice of God. And he still was lying. Just like some of us do. But that's a whole nother story. So he said, enough. Interrupted Samuel. Let me tell you what God told me last night. Saul said. Go ahead. Tell me. Saul was a trip. Let's continue. It's in verse 17. It says. And Samuel told him. When you started out in this. You were nothing. And you knew it. Then God put you at the head of Israel. Made you king over Israel. Then God sent you off to do a job for him, ordering you, go and put those sinners, the Amalekites, under a holy ban. Go to war against them until you have totally wiped them out. So why did you not obey God? Why did you grab all this loot? Ah, sounds like familiar and we'll be dealing with today, right? Why, with God's eyes on you all the time, did you brazenly carry out this evil? So Paul, so God told him, God told him to take out all the Amalekites. But in the midst of it, he decided, all right, well, in the midst of it, I'm going to take some of their stuff. Keep it for myself. And then, and then uh, try to camouflage and act like I was obedient and sacrifice the rest. But no, that's not what God told you. He said, take out the Malachites, take out everything, them and their possessions. But no, you keeping these loot. Keeping the loot for yourself. My God, continuing verse 20, it says, Saul defended himself. What are you talking about? I did obey God. I did the job God set for me. I brought in King Ag Ag Agag. Excuse me, Agag. How do you say this? Jesus, help me. Agag. There we go. <laughs> and destroyed the Amalekites under the terms of the holy being. So the soldiers saved back a few choice sheep and cattle from the holy being for sacrifice to the God of God at Gil Gilgal. What's wrong with that? Then Samuel said, do you think, excuse me, do you think God wants, do you think all God wants are sacrifices? Empty rituals just for show? He wants you to listen to him. Plain listening is the thing. Not staging a lavish religious production. Not doing what God tells you as far as. It's far worse than fooling around in the occult. Getting self-important around God. 
is far worse than making deals with your dead ancestors because you said no to God's command. He says no to your kingship. Saul gave in and confessed. I've sinned. I've trampled roughshod over God's word and your instructions. I cared more about pleasing the people. I let them tell me what to do. Oh, absolve me of my sin. Take my hand and lead me to the altar so I can worship God. Mm. Now he repenting. Let's continue on. Verse 26, it says, but Samuel refused. No, I can't come alongside you in this. You rejected God's command. Now God has rejected you as king over Israel. As Samuel turns to leave, Saul grabbed, grabbed at his priestly robe and pierced tore off. And peace tore off. Samuel said, God has just now torn the kingdom from you and handed it over to your neighbor, a better man than you are. Israel's God of glory doesn't deceive and he doesn't dither. He says what he means and means what he says. My God. So just to reflect a little bit about this passage is just seeing how God gave Saul specific instructions. And because Saul was so worried about pleasing people, he altered, he altered God's instructions. And even made it seem like, oh, okay, all right, well, I'm going to do a little bit of what I want to do. And then I'm going to do what God want me to do. And then think that it's going to equal to me being completely obedient to God. And just thinking and comparing it to us, a why, you know, we feel, have the feeling of being unqualified is because we don't want to completely surrender. We don't want to be and when you the reason why we feel unqualified because we don't want to give up everything. We want to have one foot in the church, one foot in the world and think that we're going to have confidence in God that he will use us for his glory. And God is saying, no, I want you to give me all of it. I want you to give me all of it. Not pick and choose what you want to give me, not say, all right, God, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you this. But I'm not going to let go of this relationship because it's fulfilling my needs right now. God is saying, no, if you really for real, for real, if you really want to be obedient to me, if you really want to give me everything, give me your all. Then, yeah, I need everything. I need it all. And just talking about again, how I said earlier that the reason why obedience is greater than sacrifice, because in order for you to realize what you need to sacrifice, you must first be obedient to God's instructions. You must seek the father. How will we know what to sacrifice if we don't seek him? Because just like Saul did, he said, all right, you know, I took some, some of the stuff for myself. Yeah, I still slayed them, but I took some of the stuff for myself. Got to say, no, that ain't what I told you to do in order for you to know the instructions. And, and, and sometimes we, we don't seek God. We say, all right, we, we take it upon ourselves to say, all right, I'm going, I feel like, I feel like me, I feel like this is going to be good. So I'm going to get $25 in offering and I'd be like, all right, that's good. That's good. Why? Because my bank, the way my bank account set up, Kevin Hart voice. Way my bank account set up, uh, I only can afford twenty five dollars. 
versus going to God and saying, Lord, what is it that you want me to sow? What is it that you want me to sacrifice? What is it that you want me to give? And he might tell you a hundred dollars and you like, whoa, wait a minute. That ain't what my bank account saying, Lord. And that's what, and then that moment, that's for you to say, all right, God, I may not, it don't look like I can afford it. But if you told me to give it up, I'm willing to give it up. And don't have the expectation of expecting it to come in return. Yes, God will make provisions for you. Yes, God may show you favor. But you can't expect it to always come back the way you gave it. You can't expect that just because you gave $100 that you may get it back, uh, get back $100 money-wise. God may bless you in a different way. Bless you with food. Bless you with resources. Bless you in favor on your job. And this is why obedience is, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep reiterating it. This is why obedience is greater than sacrifice. Because sacrifice is saying. Again. Sacrifice is saying. Okay. If I give up this. I'm going to get a better this. If I give up this man. If I give up this woman. I'm going to get a better man or woman. If I give up this job. I'm going to get a better job. If I give up this car. I'm going to get a better car. But when you're obedient. You understand and it changes your perspective to understand, okay, if I'm obedient to God, I understand that I may not get it back the way I gave it, but I'm okay with that. I'm good with that. Why? Because I trust God and he knows what I need. So if I don't get it back the way I gave, God, I trust you. God, I believe that you have my best interest at heart. Why? Because you, God, you know what I need. You know what I need, Father. And this is why God changes our perspective, especially in the day and age that we're in. Talking about this pandemic, talking about different things, different people being unemployed, different people. And we're like, okay, we're not understanding, you know, why, you know, things are happening. And I, I can say this for myself is that with me being unemployed and, you know, I was like, okay, God, God has been having me to give I felt like in this season, I've been giving a lot in monetary and non-monetary. I've been giving a lot, you know, money-wise. I've been getting a lot with my gifts, you know, just being free and just like listening to God and being obedient. Because why? It don't belong to me no way. It don't belong to me. Because whatever, and I talked about this a few weeks past and blessed to be a blessing, is that whatever God gives to us. It doesn't belong to us. He's given it to us to be used to be a blessing to other people. So why are we holding on to the things that God gives us when it wasn't meant to be beneficial? Yeah, we reap, we reap it. We're able to enjoy it. But if God says, let it go, we got to be willing to let it go. Because if God has given it to us, to be a resource, because he's the ultimate source. He's given, given to us to be a resource, to be a blessing to other people. We can't hold on to something that don't belong to us in the first place. 
And this is why we constantly feel unqualified because we pick and choose what we want to do. We pick and choose what we want um, God to use us for. And we're not ready. But when you have an understanding of who you are, when you have an understanding of what your purpose is, you won't hold on to frivolous things. You won't you won't feel like you're unqualified because you recognize that God, you chose me for such a time as this. God, you chose me to be used for your glory. And just you know to bring it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm just I have some other things written here, allowing the Holy Spirit to flow, just thinking and reflecting off of last night. And my my sister Kat mentioned it earlier. Um in a totally different um platform. But last night when me and my sisters, when we went out into the streets in downtown um, in Center City in Philly and we went out for a purpose of being used for God's glory to bring forth justice, to bring forth love, to bring forth peace and knowing the magnitude of what's been happening um, all, all across the world and just seeing racial injustice and seeing, you know, different people being um, mistreated and police brutality and just going out there and just being examples. We, we were obedient to God's instructions. Obedience. And it wasn't not about a sacrifice. It was not about a sacrifice. Yes, we sacrificed our time. Yes, we sacrificed even eating because a lot of us we fasted so that was the sacrifice but in order for us to sacrifice we had to first be obedient to God's instructions and also knowing too and when my sister Nikita she mentioned it, it was just like you know even though it was a desire and we was hyped about wanting to go out there and to be used for God's glory to, to be intercessors and to stand in the gap for the city you know if God was to tell one of us to say no, it's not meant for you to go. Then that's for us to be obedient. Why? Because if if it was not meant for us to go, we have to follow God. We have to trust that whatever God is telling us to do, we have to trust it. Why? Because God could be protecting us from some things that may be, that may not have been good for us. So we had to be surrendered to God and say, Lord, even though I desire to go out, maybe it's not meant for me to do it in that right, doing it in that moment. But because we were obedient to God, because we were obedient to God, we went out there and we went out there and we were just, it was just so powerful just to be around men and women of God. And some people, they were not out there for the right purpose. But because there were men and women of God who were out there that were truly had the heart for God, that truly had the heart for the people, truly had the heart for the city, it superseded and it covered those who were not there for the right intentions. As we interceded, as we united together, because the enemy doesn't like unity. As we united together and we walked around and we just, and you just feel it. You can feel it in the spirit. You can feel the walls coming down. You can feel deliverance. You can feel breakthrough being taken place. And when we, and when we stood, finally got down to city hall and we stood in front of city hall. And then, um, the leaders that were there, 
you know, they, they made it an open altar call for salvation and rededication to Christ and asking people if they wanted prayer and just seeing people being delivered and set free and demonic spirits being loose from the demonic forces. And oh my gosh, it was powerful. And just seeing just how God has, has been allowing and turning, turning what was meant. And I was watching earlier the, um, the funeral of um, George Floyd and, and just how, he, how they kept saying that what, what the enemy meant for bad got turned around for his good. What the enemy meant for bad got turned around for his good. And just seeing how, yes, it was a sacrifice. A sacrifice. George Floyd's life was a sacrifice. But it turned around and it caused people, it caused intercessors, it caused the body of Christ to rise up and be obedient to God and say, Lord, if you want me to go out there, God, I know it's not in my element. I know I feel like, Father God, that why would you choose me for such a time as this? And if you have the mindset and thinking that why would God choose me, you'll be sitting around not doing nothing. Thinking that, oh, okay, nobody wants to hear my voice. Thinking that I don't have a voice. Thinking that I don't matter. The unqualified mentality. You will sit around and allow your, your gifts to be stagnant. You will sit around and allow yourselves to, to be hindered. And this is what God is saying. He said, no. No more. We have to get out of that mentality. We have to get out of the mentality that we're not enough. That we don't mount out up to the expectation. Because again, who qualifies us? God qualifies us. God qualifies us. So it doesn't matter what people say. It doesn't matter, you know, even what me may feel. What did God say? What did God call you for? And if God said it's going to come to pass, let it come. And yeah, in that moment, you may not. You may not um, be groomed for that particular task or that particular purpose. But this is why you have to trust God and allow him to cultivate you. Allow him to cultivate the gifts inside of you. Allow him to direct you to the right people to help you along the path so that you can be um, learned. So that you can learn your gifts. So that you can learn what you're supposed to do. So that you can be confident in who God is and who God is, is in you. So we have to change our mentality because it's too much to be done. It's too much to be done in this earth. And I don't know about you, but I'm not trying to leave here with my work being undone. I'm trying to leave here empty. God, use every single gift. Use every single gift, God, for your glory. Find out what those gifts are. Find out what those gifts are. And you can't use the excuse that, oh, I don't, I don't know why I, what I was created to do. I don't, you know. No, that's not an excuse. Because the word of God said you, you have not because you asked not. How are you going to know if you don't ask God? How are you going to know if you don't ask? So if you don't know what you're created to do, all you got to do is say, Lord. I desire to know why because I want to be used for your glory why because I don't want to leave here without the work that you created me to do to be undone 
And because of your desires of your heart, because he sees you and because he, he understands and he knows that you truly want to be used for his glory, he will grant you. He will give you the answers that you need so that you can fulfill his purpose. So we cannot be like Saul. We cannot, we cannot be like Saul and sit around here and alter God's instructions. We cannot alter God's instructions because as you can see, when Saul and altered God's instructions, he got his kingship taken away from him. Like God, God's a, listen, God is a loving God. He's a loving God. But he's also a God, a just God too. He's also a just God. And he is specific about his instructions. And he is specific about you being obedient to what he says. Verbatim. Not altering it to, to fulfill your needs. To fulfill your fleshy desires. No. So the other examples that I want to give. And if I don't finish it tonight. I will continue it next week. The other examples that I wanted to give. Is talking about the children of Israel. Talking about the children of Israel. We're talking about again examples of obedience. Being better than sacrifice. And just give you. I'm just um, probably going to paraphrase a few things. Giving you the, uh, with the story of the children of Israel is that during this time, you know, the children of Israel, they were already freed from Egypt. They already crossed the Red Sea and into the land of um, Jordan. And, and well, they didn't quite get there yet. They were on their way. <laughs> um, but they were in the wilderness in this point after being free from Egypt. And God had called Moses up. Into the mountains so that God can give Moses specific instructions for the children of Israel of what it is that they were supposed to be doing. Now that they crossed from Egypt and was about to go into their promised land, God was giving them specific instructions. And because God had ordained Moses to be the leader over the children of Israel, God said, Noah, I need you to come to me so I can give you specific instructions for the new level, for the new season in your lives. So Moses went up there into, um, he went up there to the mountain to get instructions from God. But all while God was up there getting instructions from God, getting the Ten Commandments, and God was letting him know things that, the, that, that you are not supposed to do, the children of Israel start running amok, start doing whatever they wanted to do. Why? Because they were being impatient. Being impatient. And so Exodus chapter 32, if you can go there, Exodus chapter 32, verse 1 through 14, reading from the Amplified Version. It says, now when the people saw that Moses delayed coming down from the mountain, they gathered together before Aaron and said to him, come, make us a God who will go before us. As for this Moses, the man who brought us up from the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. So Aaron replied to them. Take off the gold rings that are ears of your wives, your sons and your daughters and bring them to me. So all the people took off their gold rings that were in their ears and brought them to Aaron. And he took the gold from their hands and fashioned it with an engraving tool and made it into a molten calf. And they said, this is your God, O Israel, who brought you up from the land of Egypt. So just pause here. 
Aaron was the was the priest, and he knew he was he was um he was Moses' right hand, his spokesman, his his spokesperson. So he knew he knew what he was supposed to do, and he knew that this was wrong. But because he was trying to please the people, he allowed the people to just do and run amok while Moses was with God getting instructions. So continue on. In verse 5 it says, Then when Aaron saw the molten calf, he built an altar before it. And Aaron made a proclamation and said, Tomorrow shall be the feast of the Lord. While he is making graven images, he says, Tomorrow shall be a feast of the Lord. That part right there was like really so while you sinning, you like, all right, but tomorrow we're going to be good. All right, right now I'm going to do what I want. Right now I'm going to please my flesh. But tomorrow, all right, Lord, it's me and you. That don't make no type of sense. But this is the way we think. This is the way we've been acting. This is the way we've been parading. All right, God, I know what you want me to do. I know where you, where you called me to. But I ain't ready for that yet. I feel unqualified. So I'm just going to keep going and do what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep, you know, being in this relationship. I'm going to keep having sex. Even though I'm not married. I'm going to keep drinking. I'm going to keep partying. I'm going to keep lying. I'm going to keep stealing. All of these things. Knowing good and well what you're supposed to do. Because, you, because you're not patient. Because you, you know, want to just please yourself. You want to do this. And then choose when you want to surrender yourself to God's will. And continue on, it says, verse 6, it says, So they got up early the next day and offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings. Then the people sat down to eat and drink and got up to play, shamefully without moral restraint. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go down at once, for your people whom you brought up from the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They have quickly turned aside from the way which I commanded them. They have made themselves a molten calf and have worshipped it and sacrificed to it. And said, this is your God, O Israel, who brought you up from the land of Egypt. The Lord said to Moses, I have seen this people and behold, they are stiff-necked, stubborn, rebellious people. Now therefore let me alone. And do not interfere so that my anger may burn against them and that I may destroy them. And I will make of you, your descendants, a great nation. So God was fed up. He was fed up with them. He said, while I'm, while I'm up here, I'm speaking to you, trying to give y'all instructions to give y'all uh, provision to go into the promised land. Because of your impatience, because of the impatience of the people, you want to run amok because you're not willing to wait. My God, not willing to wait. So you want to do whatever you want to do. Because you don't want to follow God's instructions. Because you feel like God is taking too long. But if you just wait a little while longer. You will have everything you need. If they would have just waited. If the people of Israel would have just waited. And because of this disobedience. Because of their disobedience, my God. What would have took 40 days for them to get to? Took them 40 years. Because the people of Israel 
failed to follow God, what would have took them 40 days, took them 40 years. They were in the wilderness for 40 years. Versus 40 days. My God. But this is the other point that I wanted to point out too. Is um, continuing on in verse 11 of Exodus 32. It said. But Moses appeased and entreated the Lord his God. And said. Lord. Why does your anger burn against your people. Whom you have brought out of the land of Egypt. With great power and a mighty hand. Why should the Egyptians say. With evil intent, their God brought them out to kill them in the mountains and, and destroy them from the face of the earth. Turn away from your burning anger and change your mind about harming your people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, Jacob, your servants to whom you swore an oath by yourself and said to them, I will multiply your descendants as, descendants as the stars of the heavens and all this land of which I have spoken. I will give to your descendants and, sh and they shall inherit it forever. Verse 14 said, so the Lord changed his mind about the harm which he had said he would do to his people. And I'm going to end it here. I have more, but we contended it contended. Continue it, excuse me, continue it next week. But what I want to reiterate too is that seeing how God was upset, even though God was upset with the people of Israel and very have every right to be because they was running them up. But Abraham, not Abraham, excuse me, Moses, Moses, he had a heart for the people. And he said, you know what? I'm going to stand in the gap. And even though what they did was wrong, God, please hear the cries of your people. Hear me, Father. God. And he reminded God what he promised the children of Israel. And had it not been for Moses being obedient and standing in the gap for the children of Israel, my God, and intercepting, intercepting. The destruction of the children of Israel. My God. They would have not been able to get to the promised land. But Moses said God no no no. You promised them Lord. You promised them. You promised them that the descendants would be blessed. You promised them that they would get to the promised land. You promised them a land of milk and honey. Lord please. Please God do not harm your people. Please don't, don't give, you know, give the, the Egyptians a reason. My God, going back to that, that verse two really struck me. Um, let's see. It says verse 12, it says, why should the Egyptians say with evil intent, their God, their God brought them out to kill them in the mountains and destroy them from the face of the earth. And Moses was like, God. I understand what they did, but Lord, please don't give the, 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 the enemy a reason, the reason Lord to even think that God, as you just uh, delivered them, God, just to kill them, to make a mockery, God, please, Lord, please have mercy on them, God. So the Egyptians won't have a, even a mindset of thinking and making a mockery of you, father, Moses intercepted. Moses intercepted the plan. 
the plan of the enemy because the enemy would have been like, aha, yeah, you think that, you know, God just delivered y'all just to take y'all out. But Moses, but Moses intercepted. And this is what the ending with this is that, yes, we have to be careful. We have to be careful our mindset going back to the children of Israel and not being impatient about what God is doing. Because everything that God does is for a plan and a person. Everything that God does is that it's his specific timing, his appointed time. And so just because it's not happening the way we think it's going to happen, just because, you know, it may not seem like we are and we not, you know, understanding why God is choosing us for this time. The important thing is trusting God. The important thing is understanding who we are in Christ. The important thing is understanding who God is. Trusting that whatever God has for us is is going to be beneficial for us but be also be a blessing to other people and what i love about moses is that moses was at a place of being and this is why god chose moses to be uh this is why god chose moses to, to be a leader for the people because moses listen Moses was unqualified. And that's a whole other story. And Moses was also having the feelings of unqualified before he got to this point. But because Moses dealt with some things, because Moses trusted God, because Moses understood, understood what God is doing. And because God, because Moses had confidence in who God, who God is and who, who, who he was in God as well. He understood what his purpose was. He understood my God, he understood who he was as the leader. The person that God appointed to be the leader of the children of Israel. And because he understood where God was taking them, he said, Lord God, please. He stood in the gap. He was in position to stand in the gap for the children of Israel. And this is where we have to understand to get out of the mindset of being unqualified and understand who we are in Christ. Understand what God has called us to do in this hour. What is God telling us in this hour? What is God creating us to do in this specific time and in this season? Who are we standing in the gap for? Who is God leading us to? What? Why is God calling us to this new job? Why is God calling us to move in this neighborhood? What is it that God is creating us to do in this season? What are the things that God wants us to give birth to? So it's important that we do not have this mind mindset of being unqualified. Because we do, it's going to stop us in our tracks and hinder us from fulfilling the purpose of God. It's going to stop us in our tracks and keep us from fulfilling the work of the Lord. And I don't, and I'm, I have more, but it's so good. And it, it, if I continue on, it's going to be, it's going to be long. So I'm going to stop it here and I'm going to continue it next week. Um, we're next week. What you have to look forward to is giving an example of Jesus to how Jesus is the greatest sacrifice. And then we're also going to get into, um, in order to be obedient, what's required of us in order to be obedient to God. So these are some of the things that we have looked to look forward to next week. Um, but I do want to pray for you guys. I do want to pray 
um, that we that God helps us during this moment that God helps us during this time so that we can be more confident in who God has created us to be be more confident in who God has created us to be so father God in the mighty name of Jesus father God I thank you God for the people that are watching God I thank you God for the people that are listening father Holy Spirit I ask that you would just cover us, God. Keep us in perfect peace, Father. God, keep us, Father God, in moments, Father God, where we may, God, come across situations. And, Father God, we may experience, God, certain circumstances, God, that may cause us, Father God, to doubt you. That may cause us, God, to question, Father God, why you created us. God, may question, Father God, why you choose to use us. But, Holy Spirit, I ask that, Father God, that you will build us up, that, Father God, that you will cause us, Father God, to rely on you, God. Cause us, Father God, to depend on you, Father God. Cause us, Father God, change our mindsets, Father God. Renew our mind, God, daily, Father. God, I ask, Father, that you will increase our prayer life, Father God. That we will surrender ourselves completely unto you, Father God. Give ourselves completely unto you, Father God. Commit ourselves to talk to you daily father god that we will not allow our mind to overanalyze things allow our minds to overthink things father god so talk us out of the father god what you are instructing us to do father holy spirit I ask that in this season, Father God, that as we draw near to you, Father, as we abide in you, Father God, as we draw closer to you, Father, cause us to go deeper in you, Father God, cause us, Father God, to go higher, Father God, that we get a greater understanding, Father God, of who you are, God, reveal to us, Father, more of you. As we draw closer, Father, I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are changing the Father God, our mindset, that you are changing the way we think, that you're changing the way we do things, Father God, causes Father God to, to be so, the Father God, rooted in your word, to be so, God, close to you, Father God, that we will have, God, that we will lack hesitation, that, God, that whenever you tell us to go, we will go. God, whenever you tell us to speak, Father, we will speak. That whenever you tell us to move, God, we will move in the mighty name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, in this hour, call us, Father God, to not be so worried about the people. To not be so worried, God, to please man, Father God. But we, our mindset, God, and our focus, Father, we focus, God, on pleasing you, Father. Why? Because you are the creator. Why, God? Because you are a father. Why, God? Because you are a help. God, you make provisions for us, God. Jesus, you saved us. So, God, you are the only one that we have the desire to please in the name of Jesus. Because, God, when people, God, leave us, when people reject us, when people abandon us, God, you are there, God. God, you remain the same. So Holy Spirit, cause us, Father God, cause us, Father God, to draw near, to draw near to you, Father. God, and even this hour, God, where circumstances, God, may try to get us to be depressed, try to get us to, God, to turn away from you. Holy Spirit, I thank you. I thank you, Father, that we will trust you, God. You said in your word, trust in the Lord with all our hearts. Lean not unto our own understanding, God. We acknowledge you in all of your ways, God. And you said you would direct our path. So, Holy Spirit, I thank you that as we trust in you, Father, and as we acknowledge, God, your ways, the, the way you do things, Father, God, we thank you, God, that you will direct our path. God, we trust you. We surrender our wills unto you. Cover us with your blood, Jesus. 
We thank you, God, that we will be obedient to your will and obedient to your way, Father. We say yes, God, to your will. And yes to your way, whatever it is that you want to do, God. However you choose to use us, God, we'll do it. It doesn't matter, Father, if it doesn't make sense to people. It doesn't matter if it looks crazy. God, we trust you. Why? Because our yes, our yes, our yes, God, will bring deliverance to somebody else. Our yes, Father, God, will bring forth breakthrough. Our yes, God, will bring forth healing, God. Our yes, God, will bring forth, God, a soul to the body of Christ. Our yes, God, will bring forth rededication, God, to somebody else, Father. Holy Spirit, may we get out of our selfish thinking, Father. Cause us, God, to be selfless. Cause us to love others as we love ourselves, Father. As you so commanded us to do, God. God, we thank you, God, that you're creating us and building us up, Father, God, to be selfless. And causing us, to, Father, God, to be servants. To be servants, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, Holy Spirit. We thank you, God. That we are understanding that obedience is greater than sacrifice. And God, you commanded us to God to be obedient to you. So Holy Spirit, we thank you, God, for giving us strength in this time. Giving us strength to endure. Giving us strength to follow you. Giving us strength, God, when temptation arise. Holy Spirit, we thank you, God, that you're giving us a way of escape in the name of Jesus. So that we, we do not forfeit our birthright. So that we do not, the Father God, follow the plans of the enemy. But God, we understand. We understand, God, your will. We understand, the Father God, why you took us this path. Oh, Holy Spirit, we thank you. God, I give you glory for every person that's watching. Every person that's listening in the future, Father, Holy Spirit. Bless them, God. Bless them, Father, for their obedience. Bless them, Father God. For them trusting in you and relying, relying on you, Father. No matter what may come our way, we will not give up. We will not give up, Father. We will not give up. We've come, come too far by faith to give up now. we come too far by faith to give up now. So Holy Spirit, I thank you that we will have endurance in the name of Jesus. God, we give you glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I do want to offer the gift, the gift of salvation for those that are watching and those that are listening and may not know Christ, but as you were listening or watching this podcast and realizing that you have had feelings of feeling unqualified. But as you were listening, you realized that only God can qualify you. And there is nothing that you could have done in your past that can unqualify you. And you feel like God is calling you. God is calling you. And you tried everything else in your life. You've been rejected. You've been abandoned. But Jesus is the answer. Jesus' love is unconditional. He will love you. He will love you unconditionally. And where man may leave you because of something you have done, Jesus will never leave you or forsake you. He is, oh my God, he is there. 
It's nothing that you can do that will make him unqualify you. So if you feel like Jesus is tugging at your heart today, this is your moment to accept him into your life. For him to be your Lord and Savior. For him to wash you and make you whole. Say, Lord Jesus, repeat this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I realize that I am a sinner. And I realize, Jesus, that I need you in my life. Jesus, without you, I am nothing. But Jesus, with you, I can do all things. Jesus, I ask that you come into my life. Save me. Wash me. Make me whole. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. You were buried and you rose on the third day so that I can have life and have it eternally. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. I commit and I surrender myself to serve you all the rest of my days. In Jesus' name, amen. If you say that prayer, welcome into the body of Christ. This is the best decision that you can have ever made in your life. The best decision. Jesus, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you and he's here with you. He's here with you. It's not easy, but it's worth it. And for those of you that may have strayed strayed away from the things of God, you once were committed to the ways of God. But because you allowed yourself, you allowed yourself to overthink and you allowed yourself to analyze the purpose that God had for your life. And you talk yourself out of fulfilling God's will because you felt like you didn't mount up to the things because of your past. Because of the things you've done and even some things that you may have done in this past week or even today. That you feel like you don't mount up to the things of God. And you feel like God can't use you. But guess what? God uses all of us. And we all have a past. But God turns around with uh, what the enemy meant for bad. God meant and turned, around it, turned it around for good. So just because you have a past. Just because you have weaknesses. Just because you have imperfections. Don't allow that. To cause you to stay out of the will of God. And if you feel like during this time. That God was tugging at your heart to come back to God. I ask. I ask that you come back to him. Because God said he is married to the back. Jesus is married to the backslider. And Jesus will leave the 99. Just for you. Just for you. And he's doing it right now. He's leaving the 99 just for you. And if you feel like Jesus is tugging at your heart and he's leaving the 99 just for you, I ask that you repeat this prayer of rededication with me. Say, Lord God, I realize that I was wrong. I ask that you forgive me for turning my back on you. I ask you to forgive me for turning away from you. Jesus, come back into my life. Forgive me of my wrongdoings. Forgive me of my sins. Jesus, I need you in my life. I can't make it without you, Jesus. I already believe that you died on the cross for my sins. And I ask that you wash me, make me whole, renew me. Make me whole again, Jesus. I thank you. I thank you, Jesus, for giving me another chance to get it right. For giving me another chance to fulfill your will. For giving me another chance, Jesus, to be used for your glory. Thank you, Jesus. I surrender my will unto you. 
And I commit myself to serving you all the rest of my days. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer, prodigal sons and daughters, welcome back into the body of Christ. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's the best decision that you can ever have done. God, this is now your chance. This is now your chance to fulfill and complete the work that God has created you to do. I pray that you were encouraged this evening for all of those that are watching and listening. Be encouraged. Remember, obedience is better than sacrifice. And do not allow yourself, do not allow yourself to, to allow yourself to be talked out of fulfilling God's work. And trust me, God sees you and God will bless you. God will bless you for being obedient. I love you. Be encouraged. Be safe out here. Until next time on A Perfectly Perfect Live, I will see you guys next week. See you guys later. Bye.